before I even start, I'm just going to have a quick sip of tea. Coffee? Who drinks tea? Why did I say tea? I'm drinking coffee. I'm not a waste man. Change the world. I don't know if you've heard of them, but soon you will. In 2019, I will be the first all-elite wrestling champion. Joey Janela, and I'm a bad, bad boy! I am already a champion! I'm Chris Jericho, and I am all-in with all-elite wrestling! Las Vegas, Nevada, at the MGM Grand Garden Arena! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome one and welcome all. My name is Martin and you are listening to Elite Talk exclusively on the Wrestling Newspaper Podcast. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your busy schedules to listen to me talk all things Elite. And once again, we have another jam-packed episode, so we're going to have to jump straight into it because once again, Martin is rushing. Uh, it's, it's just life, is it? It's just the way it is. So, um, my microphone seems really loud here, so I'm going to have to turn that down. That's going to be awesome to edit later. Uh, but yeah, anyway... Last night was the Vegas ticket party. Really good. I thought this was just a little bit better than the uh, the rally that was in Jacksonville. But again, we'll get into that a bit later. So before it even started, not before I even start, I'm just going to have a quick sip of tea. Coffee? Who drinks tea? Why did I say tea? I'm drinking coffee. I'm not a waste man. But <laughs> Coffee one sugar. You know what it is. Before the ticket announcement even started, or before the ticket party even started, AEW put it on their social media about, I'd say, half an hour before it, that they have officially aligned themselves with the Lucha AAA company. Um, I don't know too much about AAA, but I have heard about them. Uh, they got some talented stars, apparently. Uh, one of them who makes an appearance early on in the show. And a lot of people are excited about it. I think, personally, this looks like it might be a better deal for AAA. But again, again, it comes down to All Elite Wrestling's roster. Uh, people are talking about, well, the roster isn't that big. Um, and it's not going to be that big for a while. But, you know, if they're lining themselves up with OWE and AAA, and by the looks of it, a lot more of the companies to come, it's going to be that surprise element that the independents have where... Just because someone's not Ross, just because someone's not contracted to that company, doesn't mean they can't show up. It's the same with WWE. A lot of times now, um, a lot of excitement comes, or a lot of excitement is lost on guys that show up in NXT, because the dirt sheets have already reported that they've signed. There's already pictures of them on social media that they've signed. That's why AJ Styles was such a big pop because we never knew that AJ had officially signed with them. So for me, I, I like this that. AEW are trying to align themselves with a lot of territories again they're not taking them over that's something that I hope people aren't thinking that's happening AEW aren't taking over these companies at all they're just they're partnering with them just to say look you're happy to use uh, we're happy for you to use our guys if we can use your guys and that's that's how it's going to be so yeah we're really looking forward to that so anyway the pre-show starts out I didn't know there was going to be a pre-show but yeah apparently there was uh, it starts out just with a quick 10 minute show, it had Conrad Thompson, Alex Marvez and Excalibur, 
Uh, Excalibur, I thought Percy did a really good job tonight. He was like the um, the live commentary for the fans there, um, and for us watching at home. Whereas Conrad Thompson and Alex Marvez was more like the stage commentary. They were basically just warming the crowd up and just introducing the people who were coming out next. Just on a quick note, while I have another sip of coffee, uh, copy coffee, fuck. Before <laughs> before I get into anything else, I just want to say something quickly because I want to get it off my chest. Um, this this situation that were happening last night with the microphones. I'm not trying to go in on AEW. I'm not trying to bury them or anything, but. We've heard that this company has got the fucking chambers and chambers of gold and money available to them. They can sign all these top guys, but apparently they still can't sort out a decent sound system. Uh, in Jacksonville, I thought that it was just going to be a one-off. Like, oh, it was a, um, the feed messed up at the beginning, but that wasn't too much of an issue. It was fine afterwards. But then the sound just didn't seem right. It seemed like a lot of people sounded louder than a lot of people um, than the others, microphone-wise. And again, you couldn't hear anything from the crowd, which personally I thought took just a bit away from it. But I wasn't that bothered. But last night, it seemed like it got worse. The microphones kept messing up. People were coming on stage. It looked a bit. I'm not going to say amateur, but it didn't really look professional. That um, there was one point. Let me just find out on my notes who it was. Kylie Ray, Kylie Ray came out and she was like, she didn't know which microphone to speak into, so she was, she made a joke and was like, oh, I guess I'll speak into both. And right at the beginning, and I'm gonna say it now because I am a big fan of Conrad Thompson. If if he ever gets a chance to hear this, I, you know, I am gonna apologise. I'm not trying to bury the guy because I really do like him. I think he's good at what he does. But last night I didn't enjoy him at all. Uh, he didn't look interested. I don't know if he'd been told because. Um, at Jacksonville, it seemed like he was the lead commentator, like he was leading the, the the entirety of it. Whereas Alex Marvez took a back seat. Whereas tonight, or sorry, last night, uh, it looked a lot different. Alex Marvez was introducing a lot more people. He was talking a lot more. Maybe someone has told Conrad Thompson you need to let Alex talk more. I'm not too sure, but Conrad just didn't look like it. Comparing it to Jacksonville a month ago, Conrad was like shouting down the microphone. And he was like, "You excited for Pack?" Uh, you ready for the revolution? And this just seemed a lot more conservative, a lot more just like on the same level. I mean, he did the same thing when Pack and Hangman were, uh, was official. And he was like, you ready for Pack and Hangman? Like, he, to me, he just didn't sell anything. He didn't sell that he wanted to be there last night to me. Again, if this is just me reading into it, then I, I do apologise. Like I say, I, I like to put the guy over. I think he's awesome. Um, but that was just a little niggling thing. And also on the pre-show... Again, these are just little things, but they, they fucking pissed me off because it's supposed to be this big company. Um, they're supposed to have all this money and they can't just sort out decent fucking product quality. But there was a little thing that wound me up. Well, it didn't wind me up. I'm not going to go in that far, but it fucking annoyed me because it just looked stupid. Conrad Thompson on the pre-show had a fucking headset on and then was speaking into a microphone. He had a headset with a microphone on the headset. But yeah, he was speaking into a handheld microphone. Um, Alex Marvez didn't have a headset. He was just speaking to a microphone. And Excalibur had a headset. So Conrad Thompson had both. I don't know if that was just like a little joke or something. Like if it was just like, oh, 
just put that in so people can laugh at it or what. But personally, I thought it looked really, again, amateur. It didn't look professional. Um, if he needed a headset on because he was the lead commentator and he needed people to under, to talk to him in his ear, get him a little headset that you can't see. Get him in one of those one that go around his ear. You know the ones that professionals have. Uh, again, it just it ju- it looked fucking stupid. And in general, I'd, a lot of times when this guy would get on the microphone on the pre-show and in the show to come further on, it, it he wasn't talking loud enough into his microphone, so it, it sounded, it looked like they had to keep turning his microphone up. Um, and again, I don't know if he'd been told to dial it down. I don't know why he would have been told that. But, it, you know, again, it's just a personal gripe. But th- this is now the point where they've done two rallies and there's talking points that, they still didn't have a decent fucking sound system set up. So that, it, it does wind me up a bit because a lot of people on social media like to brag that they've got the money to buy all these guys and we're going to have great product value because this is one of the things that could easily, easily kill AEW. And I'm not saying kill them as in like just go out of business. I'm not about kill them rating-wise when it comes to TV. If that product value isn't there, if they look like shit, if they look like TNA, because that was TNA's bit, one of TNA's biggest problems. They had Booker T, Jeff Hardy, Kurt Angle, Hulk Hogan, Eric Bischoff, a, a list, a list of top, top names in the wrestling industry. And their production value was fucking shit. And that is why a lot of people weren't bothered about turning into that fucking program. So, AEW have to get that production value right. And I'm I'm confident that they're going to when it goes to TV. I'm I'm confident. Um... But again, it's just these little things. Like, if you can't set up a decent sound system in an outside arena, because this is the second time they've done it outside now, go into a fucking massive hall where, like, they do the NFL drafts or where WWE announced their stuff or when they announced the network that time. Do it inside doors if you can't sort out a decent sound system outside, where you can't sort out decent microphones, where it looked fucking stupid when people were coming out and didn't know which fucking microphone to talk into. And just have it inside and just get it sorted out then. You had all day to prepare for this and yet people still didn't know what microphones to use. It just looked it, it just looked stupid, personally. But again, that's just that's just a personal thing. But anyway. So the three guys <coughs> excuse me. The three guys just basically want the crowd again. Uh, pre show wise, that's exactly what a pre show's for. Just talking about all the stuff that we already knew. Um no mention of Jimmy Havoc. On the pre-show or the main show, he didn't show up. Uh, if someone did mention him, I must have missed it. But yeah, not no mention whatsoever of Jimmy Havoc again. Um, Dave Meltzer said that he is, it isn't an exclusive contract. It is like MJF and Joey Janela, but they mentioned Joey Janela. MJF obviously showed up. <clears throat> um, and obviously those two guys showed up in Jacksonville. So I was quite surprised not to see Jimmy Havoc. But again, that, that is where it is, I guess. Um... And then at the end of the pre-show, MGF comes out and just cuts a heel promo on Conrad. Um, and that was it. So, pre-show done. <clears throat> Excuse me, fucking hell. I have to have a sip of this coffee. Oh, it's a good brew, though. Shout out to Nicole for making good brews. Anyway, so I'm moving into the main event. So, it started off with Sunny Kiss. Now, I'm not going to try and bury myself here but I have no idea who the fuck Sonny Kiss is so this was a bit um, this is a bit of a curveball for me personally like I said for it to start out for, for the fact that I've been waiting for this for 
weeks now and for it to officially start out with someone I don't know and I didn't I, I, I'm going to say it, I didn't get I, I didn't get I didn't get it obviously I understand that the going is like Sonny came out and basically said so I heard that All Elite is for everyone so obviously they're trying to appeal to the market in the sense of oh look I don't know if this is the first transgender person. I don't even know if he's transgender. He might be a crossdresser, which is fine. I'm not trying to throw shade on this guy at all. I'm just saying that this looks like a person. This is the first time. It's not a, a, a guy who's a character dressed up as a woman. You know, we've seen that in WWE. I think this is genuinely a a, a gay man who um, who that that's his life and that's fine. But it just like I say, I don't know who the fuck Sonny Kiss is. Never even heard of the guy. Uh, the fans seem to like him though, which is fine. Um, and again, uh, when I was wrestling, uh, or when I was trained to be a wrestler, this was, there was a constant thing where it was like these, this um, a feminine gimmick for a guy is the easiest thing to get over in the world. Um, and look at the dream now—the fact that he is a bit feminine, it gets over massively. So yeah, I, I'm confident that Sonny's going to get over. If he isn't already, uh, like I say, the fans didn't shit on him; they all liked him. And again, I think this is just a personal message from AEW saying, look, we are um, for everyone. So it doesn't matter if you're a crossdresser, transgender, whatever. Um, if you're elite, like Matt said in Jacksonville, if you're elite, um, then we want you. So, yeah, um, looking forward to seeing what this guy brings. But anyway, moving on, Cody comes out and announces the partnership with AAA, which we'd already obviously seen, gives a bit more information on that. Uh, announces when tickets for Double or Nothing go on sale, and then he brings out Sammy Guevara. Again, I'm going to bury myself here a little bit. I've not seen Sammy Guevara. I've heard of him a lot, though. Uh, this kid's a young kid. He, he cut a strong promo. He was really good, I thought. Um, when it comes to little crowds like that, and you can hear what everyone is saying to you, um, and there's like guys, because there was one bit right at the end where he said... Um, Come and come down to uh, Las Vegas and watch me. And then he just stopped himself, and I knew straight away when he did that someone was going to say something. Um, and I think a guy just started out sucks, and the crowd laughed. And that's the kind of stuff that throws off people like Ronda Rousey. You you aren't strong on a microphone at all, but he shook it off, and he knew exactly what he was doing. So yeah, um, again, just like MGF, this is a young kid who presents himself well, and he's got a good promo behind him. Um, but when I woke up this morning, Daniel from Wrestling Newspaper Podcast had actually left me a message on WhatsApp saying that he was he was buzzing for Sammy Guevara. He wanted him to be involved in AEW. So, again, this kid looks pretty over with everyone. He's the Cruiserweight Champion in AAA, so I'm excited to see him. I'm going to have to go on uh, YouTube some of his stuff later on after work. But, yeah, uh, he's got a good presence. Uh, no homo, but he's a good-looking lad as well, so he's got the look about him. And he's he's a bit tall, and by the sounds of it, he's athletic as fuck if he's the cruiserweight champion. So yeah, I'm look, I'm really looking forward to seeing this guy. So um, that was a really good guy to bring out early on to get the crowd amped up. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, then we come to Hangman. Uh, Hangman comes out and just plays on the gimmick of the uh, the full gear, which obviously we saw in the uh, latest edition of being the elite. Uh, the crowd obviously loved it. They started chanting, "We want full gear." <laughs> Hangman then um, cuts kind of like a funny promo and is like, "Look, I've basically been told that I'm fat and I'm out of shape, but don't worry, I'm going to get two gym memberships and uh, I'm going to be uh, in the best shape of my life. Come double or nothing." 
And I think, again, that's a play on Pack because obviously that guy is just ripped to shreds. And speaking of Pack, while Hangman is cutting a promo, all of a sudden it gets interrupted by Pack coming onto the screen and basically saying he's coming for Hangman at double or nothing. Uh, and that match is now official. Um, some of the stuff that Pack said, again, I've not really wrote down much because I was just enjoying watching it. I've not gone back and watched it yet because I've not had time. I just woke up about an hour ago. Give me a fucking break. Uh, <laughs> um... From what I remember, some of the stuff that Pac was saying this was, there was one that was directed to WWE, saying, too long I've been kept uh, kept down uh, through some bullshit, basically. So I thought that was quite interesting. But Pac, as usual, he's a great promo. And you just see, this is so ridiculous how WWE let this guy run out of a contract and just let him go. He's a good promo. He's a good character. He's possibly one of the best wrestlers in ring work-wise. Um He's possibly the most athletic as well, and he's, it's just crazy how they let this guy go. This is just a ball of talent right here, and again, Pac's not an old guy, he's still quite young, so he's got good longevity coming with him. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to this match, Hangman versus Pack. It was basically official in Jacksonville, but now this is officially official, so this is a match. Again, um, I don't think it'll be... in. Daniel was saying this as well this morning, which I totally agree with. I don't think any titles should be on the line at Double or Nothing. Whether they will or not, that's another thing. But um, I don't think they'll bring in the, the AEW heavyweight title in this. Daniel said it'd be a good idea to have the winner of this versus the winner of um, Omega versus Jericho. So Kenny Omega versus Hangman would be fucking awesome. Personally, I'd love to see a four-way. I think that'd be fucking amazing. Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, Jericho and Pac. Because if you think about it, if Hangman goes over on Pac and Omega goes over on Jericho in double or nothing and then they announce that that's the first match for the title, as good as that match would be and people would be so fucking amped up for it, it's a 50-50 split. Either Kenny Omega's winning it or Hangman's winning it. It's There's not... Like, oh, well, Hangman wins it because he's the company guy or whatever, like a WWE scenario. It's 50-50 split. Whereas, we all know that when it came to Pac and Jericho as well, if they're involved in that match, that's a four-way split. Any of those guys could be the first AEW heavyweight champion. Um, and saving the other three in the match. So, uh, where they go with it will be quite interesting. Again, there's still people that need to sign with AEW, so there might be other names coming into that fold. But, yeah, personally, I don't think there's going to be the title on the line at first. I think this is just going to be a really, really good match. I can't wait for this. Um, and, yeah, it's now official. So, anyway, moving straight on. Uh, the Young Bucks come out to, obviously, a massive applause. This was one of my favourite segments of the night. Not for how it ended, but just how sincere it was. Um Matt comes out and thanks the fans, obviously, for how they've been. Um, he says that they think that the fans think that they are in the top five or the top ten tag teams of all time. Obviously, he said that him and Nick have grown up watching the tag teams and has been inspired by them. And he's like, look, we decided one day that we were going to do this and we've ended up going higher than we thought. But then when they said um, that they were in the top five or the top ten tag teams of the world, the fans immediately lost it, and this was the biggest pop of the night for me. This was bigger than Kenny Omega, and again, we'll jump into that later, because that annoyed me a bit. Um, and they just started screaming number one. Like, this was the loudest chant of the night. 
they were putting the books over basically saying you are the number one tag team in the world like you are because they are um, when it comes to Hardy's Dudley Boys Edge and Christian um, even further back than that um, and none of those tag teams at all have done what Young Bucks have done uh, everyone who any tag team in the world that was made um, and I'm not going to go into stables in the sense of like the Four Horsemen and WR etc when I'm talking about just a two man tag team no one has done what Young Bucks have done and they did it away from the WWE. They did it without the machine behind them. They've done it on their own back. Fucking Matt's wife slaves away and does all their merchandise for them. It's just amazing. And again, I'm not going to sit here and put the books over because I've got the rest of my life to do that. But this felt really sincere and I was really happy to see the crowd react the way they did. And the crowd, obviously, every single crowd loves the Young Bucks because they know what they've done and they know how much they've put into it. And this is the birth... AEW is the birth child of that. So, again... Everyone fucking loves the books, obviously. Um, Matt says that our goal is to give you the best tag team division in the world. So, again, he puts that over. So, by the sounds of it, there's going to be a lot of tag team main events, which I'm so fucking happy for. Um, I am a massive tag team guy. Um, I grew up watching Edge and Christian, Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, Dudley Boys, TLC. Um, was my favourite kind of match growing up. Obviously, WrestleMania 17. Um the first match I saw, apart from Austin and Rock, the first match I saw was Jeff Hardy versus The Big Show, and it was the night after Backlash, which was the pay-per-view after WrestleMania, and they were still showing clips of Edge spearing Jeff um, off the um, when Jeff's hanging from the title belt, and they were still showing it a month later from WrestleMania 17, and I, I grew up on that, and I just, I've loved tag team wrestling ever since. And for me, this is fucking awesome, and I'm so excited, and I'm so happy, because obviously we all know how bad the tag team division is in WWE, it's not exciting at all. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, and then they bring out Chucky T and Trent Beretta, the best friends. These guys are just fucking awesome. Like They, they barely even cut a promo, and they were hilarious. Um, and they were both wearing double denim, which I thought was fucking class. Uh, but yeah, their problem was really short. They basically came out and was like, look, we're with AEW and we're happy about it. So they go off stage and then Matt and Nick were like, thank you very much. Uh, stay around. We've got more announcements coming. We've got a big announcement coming. Obviously teasing Kenny again. And then they went off the side of the stage and started signing a few autographs. And then all of a sudden music hits and here come the Lucha Bros. Uh, I am surprised that Lucha Bros came out again because they're not officially with AEW I didn't think they were going to be here I thought it would just been like like the pack thing where they show up on screen maybe but they were there um, they were suited and booted as well uh, fucking Pentagon suit was uh, quite a funny scene <laughs> um, Phoenix looked like a fucking beast as well I fucking love Phoenix so anyway those guys come out and it looked at first like they were just going to do the handshakes and say look we're here and we're going to put the tag team over, tag team division over with you and it turns out that the Lucha Bros fucking attacked him. Phoenix picks up Nick Jackson, throws him to the side and then feeds him one of the best super kicks I've seen. The, it looked like he took his fucking jaw for a spin. Really, really good connection and then Pentagon goes and pile drives Matt onto the stage and this basically sets up this tag team match and with Matt saying that he 
wants tag teams to be the main event of AEW. This looks like this is going to main event double or nothing. And I am so fucking happy. And I am so, so excited. This is going to be awesome. But anyone who isn't involved in this, get involved. Because this is going to be fucking class. This is going to shit on anything WWE has done tag team wise in a long time. So yeah, really, really fucking excited for that. So anyway, the books end up going off stage. Next, we've got Brandy. So she comes out. Um, she plays to the crowd and gets them to shout happy birthday to her brother, Jordan. So all of a sudden, Jordan is now one of the most over guys in the wrestling scene. We don't even know who the fuck this guy is. There was a bit, <laughs> there was a bit where it kicks off between the women wrestlers. And um, one of the security guards come out. And I think one of the fans shouted out, get him, Jordan. Like, basically saying that the security guard was Jordan all along. Uh, just a little thing. I thought that was quite funny, actually. That made me chuckle. So anyway, Brandy comes out um, and just starts talking about the women's division, obviously. And she goes on to announce that Yuka Sakazaki, I hope I've got her name right, I hope I have, uh, and Aya Kong have signed um, from Japan. She put them both over. I've gone since then and checked them out and they look pretty cool, so I'm excited for that. Uh, Then she brings out Kylie Rae. Personally, I've not seen Kylie Rae, but... She was a good promo. The crowd loved her. The crowd fucking loved her. The guys did, especially Jesus. Um, so yeah, she played up. She played up well. Again, it was just that microphone thing where she came out and she didn't know what microphone to speak into, and it was it just looked fucking awkward. And it wasn't on her. It was on how it ended up being produced. Like fucking hell, just sort it out. Again, I'm I'm just a stickler for stuff like that. So that's just me, a personal gripe. Uh, and then when Kylie Ray's Cutting a promo, um, Brandy interrupts her and says, I've got one more person to bring out. And she brings out Nyla Rose. Again, I've never seen this person, so I apologise if it sounds like I'm not big on the women's division. I'm looking forward to these, actually. Uh, yeah, at first I thought it was weird how it ended a bit. Like, it teased like they were going to hit each other. And it went on for about maybe like a minute or just over. And eventually nothing happened. Um but again, I think it's just a woman's stare down, so which is fine. So yeah, all really good stuff. Next we've got SCU. Um, they basically came out and announced that the after party um, is going to be hosted by them. So I think it was. I think they officially named it the SCU later. I, I think that's how they did it, or, or just something like that. But they had a really cool T-shirt on as well. Obviously, these guys are just fucking charisma personified so obviously everyone loves SCU um so yeah again this was pretty short from those guys but then Christopher Daniels cuts off Frankie Kazarian and says that's not the only reason why we're here they then go on to bring out three of the OWE guys which was Michael Nee, Dragon Fu and Shima Michael Nee goes on and basically says that this is the first time ever that China have been represented in America and it's going to be fucking awesome. Dragon Fu got us on the microphone. I don't think anyone really got what he was saying, but then all of a sudden everyone just started chanting Dragon Fu, so you could see that he fucking loved that. And then Christopher Daniels puts over Shima, says that he's known him um, from back in his day. And then he goes on and challenges Shima to a three-on-three match, SCU versus Shima and two of the guys from OWE. So that's a match that's now confirmed as well. Um, and again, that's a match that people can get excited for. That should be awesome. Obviously, we know that SCU can work. And if you haven't seen OWE yet, 
get on YouTube and just have a look at them. They are fucking class. Um, so yeah, again, it's another match that everyone's looking forward to. And wow, I didn't think I'd... Wow, I must have rushed right through that. I thought there was a bit more to get into. I've just come to the last bit. Wow, okay. Right, so we're going to jump into the last thing. So, um, there's going to be a couple of gripes here and people aren't going to enjoy what I'm going to say now, but it is what it is. So, SEU and obviously the OWE guys, they leave the stage. Conrad Thompson and Alex Marvez are back on the screens. And this was sold like absolute fucking shit. Um, they basically say, we've got one more announcement. Alex Marvez then does this weird pedo look to the camera. Again, Alex, I'm sorry, I love you, you know I do. But this was just so fucking annoying. Um, all of a sudden, the being the Elite music hits. And everyone's like... Is this Kenny? You are not bringing Kenny out to this fucking music. Obviously, they can't use the Japanese, the New Japan music because that's I don't know if that's copyrighted for those guys or what. I'm not too sure. Um, but they did this thing where they brought on the um, the countdown clock that I thought was pretty cool. Then there was like a little graphic on the screen where it said like it was kind of like a video game where it said like a new contender's coming out to the arena or something it was like the, a silhouette of Kenny Omega and it looked like the Pokemon thing back in the day um, where it pops up and says like a new Pokemon is like challenging you or something and it was just like the silhouette of the Pokemon so that was pretty cool but then the being the elite music hits no one is a, everyone seems a bit lost and then when Kenny all of a sudden the crowd starts popping because it is Kenny the camera angle didn't fucking show him coming out proper so you only saw him once the crowd had already popped. So that was fucking annoying. So anyway, Kenny's coming out and he's looking fresh, by the way. That is the best suit I've ever seen Kenny wear in his life. Uh, that shit was tailored. That is showing off that he is on big, big money. Uh, again, that might just be me reading into it, but that suit looked fucking awesome on him. Um. So, yeah, anyway, he comes down. Again, he gets handed a microphone, and it looks like she says something to him. I don't know if she's on about how long he's got before Jericho comes out or whatever, but, again, it's just, this little, it's just this, these little things that just took away from it for me personally. It didn't look professional. So, anyway, Kenny's coming out, and, again, you know, the sell from Conrad Thompson and Alex Marvez was fucking shit. The music he came out to was bullshit. I mean, I'm not trying to shit on being the elite here, but why is he coming out to the being the elite music? I understand with the countdown clock thing, but you can't put fresh music on for him and have the crowd pop at that. Fucking hell! Again, it's just a little thing, but it just—it was just—it just took away from it for me personally. But anyway, the graphic then comes on the screen that Kenny is um, an executive vice president. That I popped for that more than I was popping for the fact that he came out in general. Kenny now being officially included with Cody and the books on the same level just makes so much sense I don't think obviously it would have worked I'm not going to say it wouldn't have worked but the fact that he is now split on the same level as Cody and the books just makes so much more sense Um, this to me says that he's signing a lot of his life away to AEW and I'm so so happy for it uh, on being the elite obviously they tease the fact that Nick was basically saying, look, Kenny, you can happily be with us and then go to WWE later on if you need it, if you need to. But with this and the fact that he's now an executive vice president, I don't think he's going anywhere. And I'm so, so fucking happy for him. 
I really am. This is something that is just going to be mind-blowing, and I cannot fucking wait. So anyway, Kenny, and Lily, um, Kenny comes on looking fly as fuck, um, puts over the fans, he says he apologises for um, the delay, he's really sorry that it took so long, and he basically says, um, it's just illegalities, I, you know, I, everyone knew he couldn't announce it, I know that there could have been early payment fees and stuff, but I think they, they were happy dragging it out, they knew they were going to lead to this anyway, so this was, this was fine. Um, they could have brought him out better, but anyway, <laughs> fucking, I need to shut up about that. So anyway, then, um, I've, like I say, I've not made notes. If I'm forgetting anything that Kenny said, I do apologise. But then we'll get on to my second gripe, and again, people are going to hear this now, and they're going to, I think a lot of people are going to turn on me, turn on me on this, and this is fine. Jericho comes out. Uh, I didn't enjoy this one bit. I really didn't enjoy this at all, and I've seen people putting this over saying, "Oh, I can't wait, um, take all my money now." Blah blah blah. It's not the feud that I'm bothered about. It's how it was put together. Jericho's music hits, so obviously we know it's Jericho first of all. Jericho then comes out, decent pop from the crowd as usual. Um, he's wearing his Japan character that he that he it's the gear that he wore against Naito. Um. I didn't like that. Um, no one came out in full gear, which obviously was the just the joke and the play on pack. But no one came out in fighting gear. Um, Pentagon and Phoenix, they wear the masks and the makeup everywhere they go. So that's not that's not an issue with that. Why the fuck is it so hard for Jericho to have come out in a suit? What I like, look, this is just something personal. And again, if you don't agree with me, that's fine. I'm not saying you have to. But when it comes to wrestling, a lot of the the world that isn't involved in wrestling laugh at wrestlers. They do. I've seen it when I've been working in pubs and uh, we've flicked through Sky Sports and wrestling's been on and people have laughed. People constantly like to take the piss out of wrestling. And if I was to show this event, to friends that I want to get involved watching AEW. They'll have gone through all of this, they'll have probably seen it, and apart from the microphone situation, they'll have gone, look, this looks this looks pretty awesome, it looks quite professional, it looks like like an American football announcement kind of thing, where it's like a new company getting announced, so this looks pretty cool. And then you get fucking Jericho coming out in that stupid fucking hat, he's got an extra, extra small leather jacket on, he's just gone out and called out Brock Lesnar for being fat. And then he comes out in a leather jacket that makes himself look fat. That's not what a leather jacket is supposed to do. You're supposed to wear a fucking leather jacket so it hangs well on your shoulders and it just looks good. Um, what the fuck is that leather jacket business about? He's also got leather pants on as well. So he's suited and booted. And then in the end of it, he gives Kenny a slap. And that's it. Look, I'm a massive fan of Chris Jericho. Okay, I always have been. Everyone knows that everyone is a fan of Chris Jericho, right? And I also appreciate all that he does, and I appreciate the fact that he's chosen to be with All Elite Wrestling over WWE. I really appreciate the guy. But for me personally, this did nothing at all. Him coming out the way he did, for me personally, if he'd have just come out casually in a suit, or even in just like a shirt and pants, and he doesn't come out in character, and he's got smiles on, and he's like, um, high five in the crowd and, that, and he comes out and he looks like he's about to put over Kenny and then he just belts him across the face and them two scrap that would have been 10 times better 
But Jericho comes out in his heel character. He looks really fucking stupid. And again, that's just me personally. I know that people enjoy the fact that he comes out looking like this, which is fine. Again, I'm not trying to say that you have to like, um, you have to dislike what Jericho's doing here, because I know that a lot of people do like it. But for me, this did absolutely nothing. I kind of felt that this was the match. This was going to be Kenny's first match because you can't put him against Pentagon because they're going against the Bucks. Uh, you can't put him against Hangman because he's got Pack. So unless you were going to sign someone else, which I personally thought was going to happen, uh, if you go back and listen to my last two podcasts, I genuinely thought that the announcement was going to be someone else signing with Kenny or against him. So this was a this was a bit of a surprise, but again, it, I, I I did kind of feel like this was the only match left for Kenny roster wise that was available if no one had signed. Um. And again, I just thought personally it could have been sold a lot better. Um, why did Jericho even come out to music? Why didn't Jericho just come out of the crowd? How fucking awesome would it have been if Jericho just came out of nowhere and speared Kenny into the pool? That would have been fucking class. Um, I'm quite surprised no one ended up in that pool, by the way. Uh, I'm quite surprised MJF didn't end up in that pool, to be quite honest. I thought that would have been awesome. Um, but again, I'm not griping on that. But yeah, just in general, this was supposed to be the highlight of the night. Uh you know, Kenny finishing this off by saying, look, he's an executive vice president, goodbye and good night, bang, that would have been fucking, that would have been perfect. But unfortunately for me, just for me personally, Jericho coming out looking like a fucking idiot didn't do anything for me. The slap that he did on Kenny didn't do anything for me. Um, and then people started taking the piss that Kenny was wearing the hat. It... it I don't know, I just, I just, I expected something a bit different, that's all, and it's not, it's not just the expectations, it's the fact that I feel like a bit of a shithead, because obviously it's Jericho Omega, I should be buzzing for this, and I am, and I'm really looking forward to the match, but just the way it was sold to me last night, I just didn't like it, I didn't like what Jericho was wearing, I didn't like the fact that he basically just came out, slapped him, I mean, this is the thing as well, the being the elite guys and Jericho, you know, these guys have said it on multiple podcasts. Jericho said it on his own podcast. The fans know what's going on nowadays. When it comes to watching being the elite on the YouTube, they know now that all these guys are friends with each other. So you could never sell a proper hard fought, I hate you type rivalry. You know, you couldn't do it because you can see the guys on YouTube that they're, they're friends with each other. So then why is Jericho? proceeding to come out in his music and look like he's pissed off that Kenny Omega signed with the company, slaps him and then has to get carried away. That does nothing for me because I know that these two are really good friends and I know that Jericho is over the moon that Omega signed with AEW because it helps AEW, which is what Jericho wants to do. They're going to change the world. Um, the, I'm not going to say it didn't make sense to me. It just it could have been sold a lot better, that's all. So... Anyway, that's a personal gripe. I don't want to shit on AEW. I don't want to shit on this because I personally, I really enjoyed it. I stayed up till uh, quarter past three in the morning watching this. And I was really happy. Again, uh, in Jacksonville, um, I thought it was good. But there was only really Jericho and Pac that excited me that much about it. Whereas this, there was there was tons more. Um, so yeah, overall, this was really cool. We got a lot of announcements. Again, nothing on the TV deal, but that might just be... Uh, a thing that they don't really want to announce on a stage. They'd rather do it over social media, which is fine. 
Um, so, yeah, overall it was really good. Uh, I can't stay too long because, obviously, I've got to shoot off. I've got work later on. But, yeah, let me know what you guys thought about it. Go and follow me on Twitter at AEWpodcast1. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast because it really helps us when you do. Um, and I really hope you guys enjoyed last night and I hope that everyone's excited for Double or Nothing. I hope if you can get a ticket that you're going to go out and buy one because for people like me who can't afford them, who can't afford to travel all the way to Las Vegas to watch these guys, please, if you can afford it and you want to go, go and do it. Support these guys because they are changing the world and they're doing it for us. They're not doing it for themselves, they're doing it for us and I'm just, I'm so fucking excited for All Elite Wrestling. Um... And yeah, if you think I've left anything out, make sure to let me know on Twitter. But apart from that, guys, thank you very much for taking the time out of your busy schedules to listen to me talk absolute nonsense. And I will catch you next time.